Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association. Missouri produces wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details on the variety of products made in the state are at ChooseWood.com. It's Wednesday, September 27th. This is The Gateway. I'm Wayne Pratt. Home can mean a lot of things. For a St. Louis-based burlesque dancer, it's where she performs and it's in her body. feels amazing every time I walk in this space. My body feels like home to me the more I can just accept and appreciate it. We will have her story in just a few minutes. It's one of the concepts of home we are examining all week with help from NPR's Next Generation Radio Project. The demolition of Jamestown Mall in North St. Louis County is underway roughly a decade after it closed. St. Louis Public Radio's Will Bauer reports. The mall started having problems in the 2000s. After a number of stores left over the next several years, the mall closed its doors in 2014. Last year, St. Louis County approved a $6 million demolition plan for the long vacant complex. The state of Missouri gave another $6 million. The St. Louis Port Authority bought the property in 2017. The authority's chair, Kevin O'Malley, says it was a long time coming. It, it is as difficult to sometimes demolish something as it is to build something. The demolition is scheduled to be complete by next summer. In the meantime, the Port Authority will start the process of deciding how to redevelop the 142 acres. In North County, I'm Will Bauer, St. Louis Public Radio. Centene is planning to cut 2,000 jobs. That's roughly 3% of the Clayton-based Medicaid managed care company's workforce. The impact on the St. Louis area is not known. The online trade publication Healthpayer Specialist cites confidential company documents and reporting the cuts will likely occur next week. Centene has roughly 68,000 employees. The company has released a statement to some media outlets saying it routinely assesses the workforce to ensure it meets the needs of customers and the overall business. The St. Louis County Council is closer to joining colleagues in the city in limiting who can openly carry guns. As St. Louis Public Radio's Rachel Littman reports, members have given their version of the bill initial approval. Much like the measure in St. Louis, individuals in the county who do not have a concealed carry permit would not be able to openly carry a gun. There are some exceptions for police officers and members of the military. The measure could only be enforced in unincorporated St. Louis County. The council's three Republicans say that creates an ineffective patchwork. But Democrat Kelly Dunaway of Chesterfield says the council has to do something. I am so sick and tired of any attempt we make to do anything about too many guns in our community gets this pushback, pushback, pushback while children and their families are dying. A final vote will come at a later date. I'm Rachel Lipman, St. Louis Public Radio. Metro Transit has awarded its first construction contract for its $52 million secure platform plan. The project will install security gates and fencing at Metrolink platforms in an effort to increase ridership and improve safety. Millstone Weber has received a roughly $6.5 million contract to do the work at Metrolink platforms at four St. Clair County stations, the Jackie Joyner Kersey Center, College, Emerson Park, and Washington Park. The work is expected to wrap up next spring. Volunteers at community radio station KDHX have voted to remove two board members and elect three new people to the panel. But as St. Louis Public Radio's Jeremy Goodwin reports, Station leaders say last night's votes were merely symbolic. 
about 50 station volunteers voted to remove from the board former state senator Frank Flotron and Ray Finney, the board treasurer. Board President Gary Pearson made a brief appearance to declare that it was not a legal meeting and the votes have no standing. Yet, volunteers voted for three people they'd like to join the board. Darian Wigfall is among them. Wigfall was a station employee before leaving several years ago, complaining of racism there. I don't expect to be seated on the board. What I expect to see happen from here is to give the folks that are organizing a grounds for legal action. Volunteers say they will file suit in state court to force the board to seat their representatives. I'm Jeremy Goodwin, St. Louis Public Radio. St. Louis-based Ameren plans to build two natural gas power plants as part of an updated 20-year plan. The electric utility says its goal of net-zero carbon emissions by 2045 remains. A new natural gas plant should be ready by 2027, and a previously announced facility should be online in 2033. Ameren plans to retire the coal-fired Sioux Energy Center in 2032. The utility is also planning to speed up renewable energy options through a potential investment of $9.5 billion. Ameren says this updated plan will ensure the long-term stability of the energy grid. The Sierra Club says the approach will lock consumers into a future with fossil fuels. All this week, we are exploring the concept of home with help from NPR's Next Generation Radio Project. Today, we hear from Orly Wild, a St. Louis-based burlesque dancer who finds comfort and freedom in her performances and in her body. I grew up a dancer. I grew up doing ballet, tap jazz, like literally anything. Movement has always been like really, really big for me and always felt really good. Uh, my name's Orly Wild. I am a burlesque performer producer, MC, jack of all trades. Put your hands together for the hostess with the mostess. It's me, Orly Wild! All right. Thank you. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for making mouth sounds for me. My name is Orly Wild, so there's nothing I love more than mouth stuff. It feels amazing every time I walk in this space. My body feels like home to me the more I can just accept and appreciate it. My relationship with my body before I started burlesque was a lot of guilt and punishment. I grew up a ballet dancer, so there was a certain expectation, but I always had a muscular build. I'm not naturally petite. Um, I've always had like thighs and a little bit of a butt. And I was really drawn to, like, sexy movement. I love Bob Fosse. I loved Chicago. Um, Coyote Ugly. Like, I was, like, 14 years old being like, I want to dance in a bar. Somebody told me what burlesque was, and I was like, I can absolutely do that. I'm definitely going to do that. And that's when I started. I took some classes at the New York School of Burlesque and, like, found mentors and, and got lots of gigs. And, like, that's where I feel like I really, you know, kind of cut my teeth as a burlesque performer. But New York was too big. So I moved back to Iowa City and then Iowa City was too small. So I ended up here in St. Louis in 2018. When I'm joking, I describe my body as a mid-size, like a sedan. Seeing all different body types on stage and thinking like they're gorgeous, stunning, and perfect. Like why do I not look at myself as gorgeous and stunning and perfect? But now when I look in the mirror, I'm like, she looks cool. Like, I want to hang out with her. 
I think performing in this way feels makes me feel at home in my body again because I have total control over every aspect of my performance. I can be sexy. I can be silly. I like to be both. I work to make audience members feel comfortable in their own bodies with mine by showing them that they have permission to do these things also. I think I feel most at home in my body on stage when I'm able to like get into the right mindset and I genuinely try to like get turned on before I go on stage. Like I want to walk on stage a little bit horny and then it's like really, really great. It, it conveys it. It comes across. Um, not worried about hitting every single piece of choreography perfectly, but having an energy exchange and a moment with the audience. My favorite burlesque is the burlesque that makes me feel something and that's what I want to give to other people. We can be sexual beings and it's okay to to enjoy that. I am so horny for St. Louis. Orly Wilde is a St. Louis-based burlesque dancer. That report was produced by Ro Kelly, one of the participants in the NPR Next Generation radio project. Members of that team were in St. Louis last week to produce stories exploring the concept of home. Before wrapping up, one of the most celebrated pitchers in Cardinals history says he won't pitch again. Adam Wainwright is retiring after this season and confirms he will not take the mound in the team's final games of the year this weekend at Bush Stadium. He recently earned his 200th Major League career victory. Wainwright is dealing with several herniated discs and soreness in his right shoulder. He's wrapping up an 18-year career with the Cardinals and has visions of a music career, which he gave fans a glimpse of this season when he sang the national anthem at the Cards' home opener. Does that The Gateway is a production of St. Louis Public Radio, a listener-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Theme music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Wayne Pratt. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, providing more than 41,000 jobs in the production of wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details at choosewood.com.